0: As the talent wars continue their fierce march across most industries, leaders are actively innovating compensation approaches to attract and retain talent. What strategies are being used in the life sciences, biotech and medical devices industries? That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome, I'm Kelly McCauley, producer of the Director's Cut podcast for Corporate Directors Forum and president of McCauley & Company, where we help leaders in high growth industries align their team and get results. Today, our esteemed guest is Mike Esser, Managing Director with Pearl Meyer and highly regarded expert on compensation. Mr. Esser is going to weigh in on what's trending in life sciences, biotech, and the medical devices world. Welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for being our guest today.
1: Thank you for having me, Kelly. Appreciate it.
0: So Mike brings more than 25 years experience as an advisor to boards and senior management in executive and board compensation, compensation strategy, annual and long-term incentive, and equity plan design. Mike, you shared with me that executive compensation in life sciences, biotech, and medical devices is often considered as outliers, meaning perceptions are that pay is higher that equity can be off the charts. I have some neighbors that that happened with, and the competition for top talent is tougher. So from your perspective, let's address these myths, realities, and the in between, in between.
1: That sounds good. And uh, before we jump in, I, I'd say in large part, uh, you know these are realities, right? Yeah. Uh, a little bit of myth and, and some of both. Um, you know, compensation levels uh, tend to be higher uh you know in the sector. Uh but cash compensation is only moderately higher, but it's uh growing uh you know more rapidly than other industries. Um equity compensation as you suggested off the charts, but there's a, a reason for that. And the vehicle that's used is uh, much riskier than other industries. And then uh you know the competition for talent is hot in this sector uh as in many sectors, uh, but there are reasons for that. And then, you know, kind of broadly before we get too much further, uh, like a little caveat in terms of, you know, as you described it, Kelly, you're exactly right. Life sciences covers a wide group of sub segments, you know, whether it's uh, biotechnology, pharmaceutical, um, diagnostics, contract research organizations, medical device. Uh, so it's a little difficult to generalize for. You know all those uh, all those industry subsegments uh, when we're talking about practices and uh, you know compensation levels. But we'll we'll do our best.
0: <laughs> and and people listening will certainly and watching will certainly get ideas.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think that's right. Now,
0: Let's start with corporate directors, either those very familiar with the life sciences market or those new to such a board. What should they know about executive pay trends right now in this industry?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, you know, I think uh, a couple of things that we touched on earlier, cash compensation is higher, uh, but only moderately so, but it is growing much more rapidly. And, uh, you know, it's uh, that's due to a couple of, uh, you know, uh, uh, factors, labor market dynamics. Uh, so it's a, a competitive market for R and D and clinical talent, as well as, uh, experience with commercialization for a lot of these companies. They're, uh, you know, it's still in the clinical phase and, uh, you know, are not really producing, you know, product, let's say, uh, you know, for the market and as a whole. And then there's also, you know, against that backdrop, there's increasing competition really from, you know, kind of, Current market uh, participants, as well as new entrants, uh, whether they're diagnostics firms that uh, really thrived during uh, you know the last two years with COVID, uh, as well as uh, you know SPAC-backed organizations and companies that are becoming public now. In, in terms of other things that directors ought to know, you know whether they're new to the industry, particularly if they're new to uh, this industry, pay levels. Can and are often unrelated to the size of the organization. Whether it's you know due to revenue, you know whether whether you're measuring revenues um, or market capitalization, and there are reasons for that. You know, one, so many of the companies in this segment are pre-revenue, clinical phase, so there is no you know kind of revenue boundary uh, or scaling of of compensation. The compensation really is set at what, you know, market pay levels are for similar organizations, many of which are pre-revenue. So, you know, that's, and that can be a little bit um, different than other industries for a director that hasn't been exposed to uh, life
0: sciences. Oh, sure.
1: You know, and that uh, has impacts on on their jobs as compensation committee members in terms of it impacts peer group formation and development who do we compare against it's not usually like sized companies but maybe like staged companies Uh you know companies at the same stage of our organization uh you know in terms of you know whether it's clinical trials uh phase one phase two that sort of thing um uh, it also impacts bonus plan metrics you know bonus plans uh, in other industries are often set around hard financial metrics, in, whether it's revenue or profitability. Uh, and in this sector, you know, we don't have those same metrics, right? We may be pre-revenue. Uh, profitability isn't even on the horizon for several years. So uh, you know, the, the bonus metrics, you know, uh tend to reflect strategic goals, individual goals, clinical milestones that sort of thing, a lot more discretionary or subjective than hard hardwired financial results.
0: And, and what are you seeing in terms of competition for top talent in this area and for C-suite talent more broadly?
1: Well, competition for talent is absolutely hot uh, due to the labor market dynamics and new market entrances as we, as we talked about. Uh, in addition, turnover is pretty high. Uh, it was about fifteen to twenty percent in uh, you know last year, uh, which is you know historically pretty high. Um, you, you tend to see that maybe in uh, technology segments, but uh, other other segments have a lot less turnover. Um, I guess not surprisingly, you know that's that combination has created an issue, right? and upward you know, upward pressure on pay levels uh, for many life sciences companies. I'll pause there though, and say it's more acute at lower levels of the organization. Uh, you know, I'd say maybe director level and below. Um, and in certain areas, r and d, you know, technical, business development uh, types of positions, so certain functional areas within the organization. It's somewhat less of an issue at the senior executive level, except for you know pockets around you know commercial or uh, chief medical officer. Chief clinical officer, chief commercialization officer—that uh, you know, those types of positions are very hot. I think uh, what we do see, uh, and what we're starting to see more of, not so much in 2020, but in 2021 and going forward, is you know, some retention grants on a broad basis. And, and by that I mean, you know, uh, additional equity grants, you know, kind of over and above what they annually receive, um, you know, to you know, particular areas within the organization that are uh, facing increased competition in this environment.
0: And is this usually designed with the, the the board and you know a compensation consultant like you, HR? How does that typically work?
1: yeah it's usually a a, um i I would say a collective (laughs) a a collective design uh um or a collective effort i should say oftentimes it's driven by board or management management you know coming to the board and saying hey we've got to do something because we're we're facing a lot of uh competition we can't hire for the positions that that we need to and by the way when we bring in somebody you know, at, at at a particular level, say a new executive, uh, you know, they're at they're much much more highly paid than some of our existing executives in more senior roles, wow. right? So, you know, it requires kind of a reset, and you know, maybe prompted by management, but then uh, you know, the, com- the compensation committee deals with it. The consultants uh, also, you know, assist the company and the committee in uh, you know uh, carving a path forward uh, for the organization.
0: Are there any last tips you'd like to give to our audience about compensation, attracting and retaining talent?
1: Well, I think you you asked about uh, similarities and differences in equity. And I think, uh, uh, you know, I think the audience would probably, you know, uh, like to hear a little bit about that. And, you know, as we mentioned at the top, uh, it is quite different, and the levels are quite ha- quite a bit higher. Whether whether you look at them from a dollar value perspective or a number of shares, equity grants in this sector much higher than other sectors. And it's important for directors to know this too, especially if they're not uh, you know typically involved or if they're new to the segment uh, in terms of um, you know being on the compensation committee. Um, equity participation as well is deeper within these organizations than other companies, maybe a a lot like software companies are where they drive equity down, uh, you know, to much lower levels. Um, But and, and there's a reason for that, it represents non cash compensation. So you know, for pre revenue companies or cash you know, they're very focused on, you know, cash burn, it is a way to keep competitive on a compensation uh, level uh, without having to spend cash. You know, you're spending equity or, uh, you know, equity is the form that it's granted in, uh, doesn't weigh on cash. As a result, uh, well, the principal vehicle that is used is also different. This uh, life sciences segment, largely uses stock options. and uh, you know the rest of the market and, uh, and others other industries and segments have moved away from stock options over the past fifteen years uh, and migrated toward you know kind of a combination of restricted stock and performance contingent shares. There isn't a lot of performance contingencies in this segment. Some of the reasons we talked about earlier, there are no financial metrics you know, to hang your hat on with respect to, you know, how are we gonna perform, you know, two or three years from now? Also that t- time horizon is pretty pretty long. So but the I, I guess the common cur- currency in equity is stock options. And those tend to be much riskier, especially in this segment where it's a pre-revenue company. Um, so there are, um, you know, many cases that option value, that kind of promise, of the company's value uh, over time may never materialize, or if it does, it's often you know kind of feast or famine goes up and down uh, you know very, uh, very quickly and very significantly in terms of um, you know kind of volatility in stock price uh, going forward. Uh, so you know that combination of using options and driving it broader you know broader and deeper into the organization. Uh, you wind up burning through a lot more shares in this industry in your equity plan than other other segments and in other industries. I'd say you know, on average, it's about five percent annually in terms of common shares outstanding get granted through executives and and management uh, employees in life sciences, and that compares to that's about twice to three times as much as other industries you know, other industries are hovering around one to 2% per year, so um, just gives you a flavor for on that front, it is a reality, you know, equity, equity compensation is much higher, but there are reasons
0: for that. Sure. On that note, Mike, you've given us such valuable compensation strategies and insights to attract and retain talent plus discuss the realities. The kind of myths in life sciences biotech and medical devices and i'm sure that leaders in other industries listening will be able to apply some of these tactics into their situations and also get the right advisors to help them along this front for sure so thank you for generously sharing your expertise with us today
1: thank you kelly
0: to lo- learn more about mike esser you can reach him at mike that's e-s-s-e-r at pearlmeyer.com. Pearl, just like you would spell a Pearl and M-E-Y-E-R.com. And for details on Pearl Meyer, the leader in executive compensation consultation, go to pearlmeyer.com. I took a peek this morning and their website has terrific resources, articles and predictions on compensation. For more podcasts like this, visit macaulayandco.com and subscribe. To hear about critical board member issues, challenges, and solutions like those discussed in today's podcast, go to directorsforum.com. Until next time, we wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations and boards that you lead.